This is the movie Hall of Fame, movie hopping, whatever you want to call it, for Thursday, December 5th, 2019. Broadcasting live from Harwinton, Connecticut, Adam Hall. That's right. That's, I'm, 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 I'm new to this. It's very scary. I've never done this before. I don't want to mess anything up, Nico. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about this on Why Is This a Thing. We've given you yet another assignment that you could possibly mess up. Which is very likely, because I mess up everything, apparently. But so far, so good. I don't think we've had any problems doing this remotely, right? Well, I keep checking the the levels and and making sure it's still recording, and I double-check the batteries. I have one on standby in case it runs out. You're checking checking levels? Yeah, man. I am stunned. I, I I'm not alien to these to these concepts you speak of every every time I come over. <laughs> it, you know I I I'm I'm somewhat I'm somewhat you know interested and 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 familiar with this 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 lingo. Okay, not so. bad. We we are currently in the midst of winter storm Ezekiel, mm-hmm. which has uh, left us immobile. Is it okay? Is it Ezekiel or is it Abel? Uh, I. Couldn't tell you how to verify that information. Here's the well, problem: is that like there is no central naming committee with the storms. I, I mean, I know that, but I guess Weather right, Channel yeah. has its name, and like the National Weather Service has its name. Okay, because I'm pulling up right now: Winter Storm Abel, Winter Storm Abel on uh, I guess Fox. So who the hell knows? Um, yeah, no. I'm, right now, I'm just seeing Abel. I'm so pretty I'm sure, okay, I have Ezekiel here. That right, is well, the Weather Channel. Weather Channel has, yeah. So what, so there's going to be some confusing overlap. I always, I always wonder that. Like, what are they going to do when they overlap names on certain things? It's just going to throw everybody off. Yeah, I don't know why they just can't get together and come up with the same name. Yeah, it's very confusing. Maybe there's some behind-the-scenes drama that we're not privy to. <laughs> they have certain rights on on specific names. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think just the name. It's kind of right. It's kind of like the Sony Marvel Spider Man dispute. <laughs> it's very simple though. Like, I mean, have you seen it's the Sony Marvel dispute? <laughs> have you have you seen a Winter Storm, Nico or Adam? Because I haven't. Oh, there must have been an Adam. I would have thought so too. Is the thing, but I I don't know. I think there was probably a Hurricane Adam. That's what I would guess. Think, <laughs> Maximum oh, devastation. What... Oh, yeah, no surprise there. Let me see if there was a Nico. Uh, N-I-K-O, yes. All right. February 2017, North American Blizzard. Oh, okay. Absolutely hit us. Okay. Shit. And Winter Storm Adam. Um, no, nothing. Just a winter storm. That's surprising. Wow. Okay, well, they, they need to get on that. So there you go. I'm a hurricane. Do a rain dance, Adam. Do a rain <laughs> dance. You'll, you'll yeah, finally get it. Um, we're here talking movies. Well, one specific movie. Only one. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. Stars Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. And it's called The Irishman. Mm-hmm. But first, any fleeting movie thoughts? Did you watch anything over the weekend you want to get off your chest? Well, what have I seen? I got I to gotta refer to my list. Okay. The two of us have like gone headfirst into list making lately. I I know. Like I I <laughs> I realize now that when we included uh the night before Christmas and Serenity that I do in fact have thirty one movies now. Man, list making is a virus. It is, and I've ra- <laughs> I've I've ranked all these fucking things. I mean, it's it it is amazing how like a good half of these are not even worth talking about. But then when you start getting into the tens, it's like wow. 
there's some really interesting stuff going on here. Right. But uh, the ones that I, I, I guess there's really only the one that I saw that you were at all interested in. I mean, well, okay. Uh, so Booksmart. Okay. Is one that I saw that um, I quite liked. Olivia I, Wilde directs, correct? Yeah, and she does a great job. And the two lead characters have uh, pretty perfect chemistry with each other. And I love their story. And I love what that movie uh, says about, you know, uh, what, what, it, what it means to be successful. It's actually very interesting, and I didn't totally expect it. Mm-hmm. And it was, just, it was just a nice film. I don't know. I just, it's, a good, it's a comfort food kind of movie. I could, I'd, I'd watch it again right now. And then um, I also saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Which I recommend. I think it's pretty good. How is Hanks? Uh, I don't know how you're going to respond to him. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, I don't think he deserves to win Best Supporting Actor or anything like that. So you don't see the momentum building? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, like I said, he's very good. I I just don't think he's that good. You know? And it's, it's hard when other movies that have come out this year, it's hard when... Honestly, movies like The Irishman exist. Mm. It's hard for me to see him winning. But he, yeah, he's he's quite good. He does a pretty good job in inhabiting that character. And I texted you about it. I said the final note that that movie ends on, almost literally in this sense, is one of the best like like final things that I've seen a movie end on in a while. Wow. I lo- love the ending of that movie. As simple as it is, I'm like, ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, exactly there, there's been a lot for. of talk, too, about like a three-minute scene. Or I don't know if it's quite three minutes, but there's a stretch of silence in the movie mm. that is kind of a risk, but I heard works quite effectively. I saw it and I'm like, I can't, it's not three minutes long, but okay. I saw it and I'm like, I can't believe this movie's doing this. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It's one, one of my favorite points in the entire film. And yeah, it, it's, it, it's not like the, the, the most amazing filmmaking you've ever seen. I mean, it's very kind of standard, same with direction and and uh, I mean, nothing about the director the movie, of like, this movie though has made some good stuff in the past. Uh, yeah, I know she she did. Can you ever forgive me? Last year, which I think is okay, but uh, is a pretty good job from her. Who is it? Karen Kasama? I it's be- not Karen. No, that she did the invitation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Beautiful day is directed by Michelle Heller or Marielle oh. Heller. I'm sorry. Okay. Totally different in my head. <laughs> Marielle okay, Heller yeah. did that, and Can You Ever Forgive Me, and some episodes of TV, and yes. No, she does a very good job, and I mean, it's like, it's standard in that way. I just, I really like uh, the the journalist character in it, whose character's name is Lloyd Vogel, and his, his arc is really interesting. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot better than you would think, and I think uh, it's not a feel-good movie, like a lot of people were sus- suspecting. It's actually quite sad. So. Cool. Yeah, I re- yeah, check it out. Yeah, I love Mr. Rogers, so I'll do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also saw a movie together, and I don't want to talk too much about it today because we will have time on a later edition of the show. But we mm-hmm. saw Parasite, you and I, yep. at the uh, Hartford. What was that place called? Uh, Real Art Ways in Hartford. Yeah, that was fun. This little like independent movie theater art gallery thing. Yep. Uh, saw it with an excited crowd. And oh, yeah. I think both of us really enjoyed the movie. You could say that. Uh, and I also, here's what I would recommend. If you see it, don't know anything about it going in. Like, don't read a thing. I agree. Go in cold, discover the movie, and understand that although it's in a foreign language, and although it's getting, like, a lot of Oscar talk, like, Bong Joon-ho, like, uh, you know, incredible auteur makes his masterpiece. You hear that, and you think, oh, it's going to be indulgent, 
and it's going to be Academy Award bait. This movie is weird and kind of <laughs> violent and fucked up at times, but yep. super entertaining. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I almost think like the Oscar chatter, although it's been mostly positive and I'm sure the movie is doing quite well because of that chatter, mm-hmm. doesn't really do justice how freaking entertaining this movie is. It's super, oh. super entertaining and also has something to say, I think, about our society and culture. Mm-hmm. I was sitting with it and I think the more I thought about it, I was like, I do kind of love this movie. I've, yeah, I've, it's it's actually bumped up quite a bit on my list, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty phenomenal, uh, interesting interesting look at, at at classes and 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 social constructs, and uh, I love what it has to say about families at that level, and 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 the the notion of what you have to do to to get anything <laughs> in a world that doesn't give a shit about you. It's oh, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, it's it, it's really exciting, and I I love all those characters. Right, and 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 I I love their, their the kind of containedness of it. It's very Hitchcockian, uh, certainly. And it's yeah, dude, like that's the thing is what you were saying is that it's there's nothing Oscar Beatty about it. It is just a thoroughly entertaining, very uh, unusual kind of a thriller. Oh yeah, so, and that's what Bong yeah. Joon Ho does, right? Like yeah. Uh, yeah. he makes smart stuff and stuff that has something to say about society and classes. Class warfare, I think, is a common thread amongst his movies. Yeah. Um, but they are offbeat and they are somewhat broad in like their appeal. He makes yeah, action movies and monster movies and genre stuff. And this movie, uh, again, although it feels like homework, it's not homework. You watch it and it's thoroughly entertaining and it keeps your attention the entire time. And I'm with you. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, too. And yep. uh, I think we'll be able to talk about it in more detail when we do the end of the year review list. Yes, uh, absolutely. Which absolutely. I think this will find a spot in there pretty safely, right? Oh, you'll yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've 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 already made my list. To, I mean, I'm like, I'm constantly updating it, but yeah, it's it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I also watched Burning from last year, which was another Korean yeah, I mean, movie. I watched two Korean movies back to back. Look at Nico. Good for you. I've decided to read movies now. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay with that? You want to want to revisit some Kurosawa for me? <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Burning is spectacular. Yeah, I heard. It is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what I like more, that or Parasite. I've, I've been kind of juggling. One is a little slower and a little more introspective and thoughtful. Um, I But I would I would recommend both movies wholeheartedly. <laughs> I would go see Burning on Netflix. It's available to stream if you have the patience for it. It's long. It's a bit slow. It's a bit tedious. <laughs> the right. cinematography is spectacular. Okay. It is one of the best shot movies I've seen in a long time. Wow. All it's right, right. really, really good. And the lead performances are awesome. And there's this sense of dread and unease that that's sprinkled throughout it. Also has like a Hitchcock vibe of okay. like a femme fatale character that you're not sure if you trust or not. Um, it, it's spectacular. It's really good. All right. That, that reminds me, and I told you about this before, but I saw... Uh, a Japanese film. If we're if we're on the discussion of, of <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm trying to one up each other. This here. is getting awfully and, uh, hipster. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I I I told you when we were going to see the movie. I I saw an animated film, uh, uh, by I think the guy's name is uh, Rene Lalou, called The Fantastic Planet, and it was like Terry Gilliam style animation, and it was pretty pretty fantastic. No pun intended. It was an excellent, very strange animated tale that. Is a very very unique experience for me, and I quite loved it. Um, but then I saw an even stranger experience uh, called uh, House. Mm. Yeah, uh, 
uh, by not uh, about the doctor. No, not house MD. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) This this fucking movie. uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I sort of uh, like eased you into that, but this is the strangest movie I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Yeah, it's it's one of the most batshit crazy films I'm ever going to see. It's it's a nightmare experience, but it's not like scary to me. It's a weird mixture of just like like oddly disturbing and very very funny. It reminds me of Evil Dead quite a bit. Uh it, it, but it's it's strange because it came out in 1977. And yeah, it's it's a take on the haunted house genre if you want to call it that or subgenre that is like i don't even know how to properly describe this movie you just have to watch it it's it's i would love to do this for why is this a thing in the future wow it is no i'm see, like yeah, there's 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 no way you'll enjoy it nico don't worry but um <laughs> fear but not it, nico there's no way to fall in love with this movie <laughs> but it is one of the most unique batshit crazy films i've i've ever seen i mean nothing even compares how did you find it i had heard about it through like the grapevine of you know those looking for weird disturbing movies and this movie kept coming up it's like well you want a weird one let's watch this and again they didn't properly prepare me for how fucking weird this movie actually is oh wow uh yeah no pianos that eat people as opposed to beds that eat people yeah (laughs) i oh the process of the piano eating someone in this movie is Far more spectacular. It's weirder than Deathbed? Yeah. Uh, Deathbed's pretty fucking weird, dude. Well, it happens much quicker in House. Okay. And and it's a chaotic uh, mess, and it's hilarious and kind of disturbing at the same time. Uh, I I can't really describe it any other way. You just have to see it. One more movie for you. Okay. It's called Hustlers. Oh, yeah. Um, Surprisingly... Indie. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. I saw that trailer and it looked a little more glossy than it ended up being. All right. You know, I was expecting something like Magic Mike, not okay. just because they're both about strippers, but I was expecting something a little more broad in its appeal, especially right. since it stars Jennifer Lopez. Um, but it's like a a small feeling movie that has an indie sensibility that I respected. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's entertaining as hell. Uh, right. And I think like it's the type of movie you can take your girlfriend to go see. Uh, has some interesting ethics at its center, which was also very surprising. It was not black and white. Uh, Cardi B and Lizzo show up in this movie in cameos. Cardi okay. B, a former stripper herself. Uh, that's unfortunate, man. I, I almost don't want to see it because she's in it. <laughs> so that's quite fun. Uh, Lorraine Sc- uh, Scafaria directed and wrote... Okay. So there's that. Um, and Jennifer Lopez, my God, is she in shape? Holy yeah. shit. That That's is my no takeaway. How does she get hotter by the years? <laughs> what is happening? Fine wine, man. What is happening? It's okay. That's a, that's It's possible. It happens. What fountain of youth did she drink out of? <laughs> she's, she's aging like milk. That's man, <laughs> she's got a pole dancing sequence. Woo, oh, yeah. baby. Scantily clad. I didn't see a lick of cellulite. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Incredible. Mother of three or however many kids she has. Oh, yeah. That's right. She does have a few. I think she has twins. Maybe she has, I don't know, two or three. Does she have incredible? Does she have one with A Rod yet? No, but they are engaged. I know. Much to his chagrin, by the way. I don't think he wanted to get married, but she pushed him. 
Probably uh, right. She has uh, two children. Okay. Both with Mark Anthony. <laughs> oh boy. And she is uh, a whopping fifty years old. Really. Five zero baby. Holy shit! Never looked better. Yeah, Incredible her. in Hustlers. I would I really would good. give her the Oscar just for the legs. <laughs> legs really? alone. If you could win an Oscar, ba- I mean Daniel Day Lewis won with his foot, so why couldn't J Lo win with his legs? <laughs> with her legs. You know what I'm I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. Incredible in Hustlers. All right, that's you, it. You think she could win? No, I don't think she can win. Okay. I'm actually surprised there's any chat about a nomination because she's not like that good really? in the movie. But she looks okay. great. That's right. and it's also like a pretty weak category too. All right, fair, fair. I was gonna say it's not that packed, is it? You got like Renee Zellweger for Judy Garland, and that's it. Well, I guess she's gonna be in the mix for supporting. She's not really the lead. J Lo, okay. and I think that's an even weaker field. Best actress. Best supporting actress. All right, all right. Very weak, yeah. but all right, we'll, we'll see. see. Um. All right, let's do this. Time to talk the Irishman. We've been waiting for this for a while, as has Martin yep. Scorsese, as has the film world. Hmm. Um. You you begin. You start. I mean, I came into this one uh, a little skeptical and uh, not excited to see it. And uh, yeah, I, I watched it on Thanksgiving. And some of my suspicions were confirmed. However, it's uh, I sort of walked away from it and uh, saying like, well, it, it, this this in my opinion is good enough for me to say it's kind of the mob movie to end all mob movies. Yeah, if they if they made another one, I I think it would be almost like an insult to this movie's legacy. Oh wow, yeah, because I think it's uh, it's it's quite great. It's quite great, and I uh oh man. I love most things about this movie. Uh, I I think it's it's. I, I guess maybe I could argue that it's too long. I don't know. <laughs> but I think uh, a lot have also made that argument on social yeah. media. But fuck it, that it, meme, by the way, going around telling you how to divide up the Irishman. Yeah, no, that's 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 a little ridiculous. Fuck that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it, make any sense. We were talking me. about this, I think, off air. Like there are people bragging about how many episodes of television they can bang out. In an afternoon yeah. on Netflix, but then three and a half hour movie, not worth their time. Well, this is why I, it should have been in theaters. I'm sorry. I sat there one sitting, one for you. sitting. I I would have, like I said, if I didn't have to go have food with the fam. Didn't move. No pee breaks. No snacks. Mm-hmm. Undivided attention. Didn't hit the pause button once. Wow, good for you. Yeah, good pretty, for you. I'm pretty. I feel proud of myself. Yeah. What it, a brilliant move putting this out Thanksgiving weekend. By the way. Oh, God, yeah. Just to prove that Netflix is smarter than all of us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I know. It's just brilliant. You just get the whole family together. You have four days to bang it out if you want to divide it up over a couple days. <laughs> it's not a family movie. Well, Grandpa's over. Sure. Grandpa wants you, to watch it. The kids ain't watching this movie. They're not going to be able to sit through this. I Just anecdotally, I feel like a lot of people in my life have watched this movie. That wouldn't normally watch this movie if it was in a theater. Maybe. Right. Oh, definitely. It's possible. How many people do you know, that, like besides me and Jabril, and all your other <laughs> film nerds, that would have went to the theater to see The Irishman? Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of the people, the demographic who would see this movie is very old. Yes, <laughs> it's for old folks who just want to stay in their home. Right. So. Exactly. Which is fine. Which is fine. Like yeah. I said, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, I, I still think it's a a pretty great film, though. Uh, at the end of the day. 
All right, here's my take. <laughs> um, Joe Pesci needs to win the Oscar. That's my take. Yep. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Preach. That uh, is it. And this I think is, we're done. This this could be my favorite Joe Pesci performance. Uh, how? How is he so good in this? Yeah. What? What? How? <laughs> How is the guy who hasn't acted since 2010? I, I think he did like one animated performance. He had like a, a small speaking part in an animated movie, in like yep. 2015. Did Snickers commercials in between to pay the bills? Has been making like jazz albums in Greenwich mm-hmm. Village for the last 20 years. His last major part was, I, or I guess, last major movie was The Good Shepherd in 2006, which Robert De Niro directed. But has been, you know, basically invisible since Casino? Pretty much. Right? I was completely floored by Joe Pesci in this movie. I mean, I, I have to say, like, this is, yeah, he should absolutely win the Oscar for this movie. He is incredible. I cannot believe the guy whose arm had to be twisted in order to make the movie. Like, De Niro, I believe, asked him upwards of 12 times. I think he said that in an interview. I had to keep going to his house, beg him to take this part. He was He's perfect for this part. We got to yep. do it just one more time. And Pesci's just not interested in acting anymore. It's it's a real like Marlon Brando thing. I it's know. like Marlon Brando, the most talented actor to ever walk the face of the planet, hated acting. And mm-hmm. Pesci, it feels like it's the same thing. He did a bunch of weird comedies in the 90s. Really, has only made, if we're being honest with ourselves, three great movies. And maybe not even three. Uh, what do you mean? Three great movies? Maybe, maybe two and a half. He made great movies? He made Goodfellas and Raging Bull. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, how about we count, uh, My Cousin Vinny and Casino as half? Home Alone in a sense. It's certainly a Christmas classic. And then you got JFK, I suppose. He's a bit part in JFK. Yeah. Isn't he in the Lethal Weapon movies? Yes. Leo gets. Whatever Leo wants, Leo gets. (laughs) Yep, yep. Okay. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, this guy's a comedy actor. At a, the later at a stage point. of his career has been defined by comedies, right? Yeah, I guess. But it's interesting, though, because for me, he it, it, it's as if like they were asking him time and time and time again, and he comes on, he's like, okay, you want me to do the movie? I'll do the fucking movie. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. And it's like, oh, God, he's better than Al Pacino in the movie. No, he dominates this movie. I have never wanted a character to come back onto the screen yes. more than any other film I think I've ever seen in my life because I <laughs> love seeing him so much. I mean, the the level of command and poise and just how patient he is in every single thing he says and every single little movement, it's it's like a perfect performance. It's it's I, it is absolutely I'm, dominant. I I can no I'm I can confidently say I think there's there's nothing wrong with his performance. It's stunning. I don't know. Him. It's unbelievable. It was my only takeaway. I watched the movie and like we can get into the nitty-gritty and we will. But this was my only takeaway. The guy that was least enthusiastic to be in this movie completely steals every scene he's in. 
He's actually flooring, and it's not in the way that Pesci has dominated previous movies. He's great in Raging Bull. In fact, he's underrated in Raging Bull. He yep. wins the Oscar for Goodfellas, but he's a hothead in that movie, man. He's over the top, and it's loud, and it's boisterous, and it's a very showy performance. This is not only the most quiet Pesci performance of all time, yep. but it's also the most controlled and yep. restrained and confident and, like, he does so much more with less in this movie. I've never seen him make so much of so little. Oh, God. Well, that, that was the other thing, like just understanding what exactly what he was thinking or feeling, even when he wasn't talking. I'm, this, this is how I knew it was better than everyone else in the movie. In fact, that maybe it is the best part of the movie is that. Oh, it is. Even, no doubt. No, even when he's not talking, he's he's the best person in the room still. When he's doing like nothing. The he's scene the best. with his wife where they do the flashback <laughs> yeah. with the wife oh my and he comes God. home with the blood on his shirt and the wife says, here, I'll take your shirt. Don't forget to take off your shoes. The amount of just despair in his face yep. doesn't say a word in that scene. Yep. yep. The anguish and despair on his face of, ugh, it's a living, tough mm-hmm. day at the office. Yeah, it's like, what? how did I get here kind of a thing. How? Come off the bench after ten years and do it with a performance like that. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy to think that we were concerned that oh Pesci may have lost a step in the last fifteen years? We don't know what we're getting out of him. How foolish were we? This is like one of the great performances of the of the decade. This is he's incredible. He's so good in this. Yeah. This is no like like this is I can't is, no, but I I don't think we're doing it justice. I can't articulate what a miracle that is. No, he's I he's so I agree. good in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And then he never so, happens. He's so good for for reasons so unlike him. Mm-hmm. Like he's fact, not really playing to his strengths. I guess he is playing to his strengths because he's a tremendous actor, but he's not doing the Joe Pesci thing. It's a subversion of the Joe Pesci persona in many ways. Well, the fact that he can come come into this role so late in his life and still surprise us this way—I yeah. mean, that's remarkable. Like, like I said, like you would look at this this whole scenario and be like, "All right, they're just phoning it in, trying to get Pesci back." But it's like, oh God, like this is actually happening. He's putting in one of the great performances that we're ever gonna see. <laughs> How, and you're right that 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 is kind of a miracle. <laughs> it's an absolute miracle, and that is not to speak. Uh, Illy of De Niro and Pacino who I think are both serviceable in the movie I've, I have my problems with both of them Me too. Um, but I, I mean I think everyone is going for their all I don't think anybody involved in this movie decided to half-ass it um, but Pesci here that's my only takeaway is he needs the Oscar I, it feels mm-hmm. like it's going to be a race between him and Pitt I don't know how it's going to shake out I don't know if Pacino and Pesci are going to split votes or what but um, I'm sorry. I, like, I would be ashamed of myself as as a member of the academy not giving it to uh, Pesci over that. And I also, mean, like, like, how can you resist? Yeah, I know. How I can know. you resist giving him another one? But even when like the scenes, even when he's acting like like, like when he's dying at the end in the prison, it's just so. Oh, they're sad. playing bocce on the stone. Oh God, it's dude, that is perf- the most incredible thing I've seen in a it, movie. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> everything, he, everything he does in the movie, every decision is perfect. I'm, yeah, what? That's it. That's the conversation. <laughs> he, yeah, he needs to win. I'm, and I, I enjoy Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it ain't this good. It just ain't this good. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, all right, let's now let's actually get into the movie. Um, okay. Look, I, there is no universe where I don't like this movie. 
The universe does no, not me, exist. I knew I was going to like the movie, but the question was how much was I going to like the movie? Was I going to give it one 100% approval rating on Adam Hall tomatoes or whatever? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Chances are probably not. But, you know, I, I've been proven wrong before. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, Martin Scorsese is very important to both of us. Uh, Martin Scorsese is very important to everyone that loves movies. And I think, like, if you go into this movie cold, having not seen a Martin Scorsese movie, it doesn't mean as much to you. Um, yeah. I kind of think, like, Goodfellas is a prerequisite, although they're different stories in many ways. Um, yeah. This thing is a spiritual sequel to Goodfellas. In and way, yeah. comments on some of the stuff that Scorsese did in Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say it's a sequel, but it is kind of ironic, you know, that Scorsese has been bashing reboot culture and has been bashing uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> how every story is the same. And this, in a way, he's playing with the same ideas. Like, I I think Marvel at its best looks like The Irishman, right? It is the same story told again, but in a different way, commenting Mm -hmm. on itself. Um, You know? From like a a, a very aged but introspective set of eyes. Sure. It's essentially what this is. Because I had that same feeling watching it basically for the entire three and a half hours. I was like, this is that same story. I'm very, very familiar with it. The only... The only trick here is that it's a it's it's a little more aware of it, I guess. Yes. So which I which I I deeply appreciated, and um, uh, it 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 kept the movie very very entertaining. And this movie hit a weird like phenomenon for me, where it's like it was it to me I thought it was very fast and very very entertaining, and I was never bored. Never bored. Every time I checked the time, though, it was slow. I would check the time. I'm like, I'm an hour and a half into this movie, and I check it, and I'm an hour in. And I'm like, oh, whoa, okay. I'm, And then I did it again. I was like, okay, I'm at least two and a half hours, and then I was just below two hours. And I'm like, what? It was very confusing, but so, which is why I will say, like, yeah, it's a three and a half hour long movie, and it does feel its length, but that doesn't mean it's not thoroughly entertaining the whole way through. Yeah. Oh, it certainly feels its length. Um, yeah. But I, I found that experience to be kind of uh, enamoring. I, I, I fell into the rhythm of the movie. I mean, part of it is going and knowing that it's going to be three and a half hours. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a- but it moves, though. It, it really does. It's not boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a sweeping epic, for sure. Oh, I was just about to say that. It's an incredible epic. And it's ama- it's amazing that it, that it exists at all, though. I mean, you have to... I, ca- I can't really take this for granted. I mean, this is never going to happen again. No, it's not. So. Um, I, I th- here here's my take. Right, uh, the movie is flawed. Um, some of the choices are weird. I the de aging thing uh didn't bother me in the way that I thought it would, and that I think is the consensus online. I don't know about you. Uh, well, the first half bothered me, and yes. then and then basically by the time, uh, I guess by the time Jimmy Hoffa is is. Hmm. I want to say like the point where he raises the flag. Then I started to be like, all right, I guess a minute now. Okay. It was I wasn't really distracted by it at that point, but I think that's also because the characters had got to a point in their age where the de-aging wasn't nearly as distracting. Yeah, I wasn't able to figure that out. If it if it was just that we were adjusting to it or the aging actually got better. Well, cuz the the point when uh when they had that ceremony for Frank, like that was like seamless to me, but I even think there was de-aging going on in that scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, oh, there was, oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And also, yeah, the first half when Pesci and De Niro meet each other at the truck stop. Yeah. It's just like two uncanny valley creatures speaking. <laughs> well, a lot of it is also not just because of their faces, but their physicality. Right. Is all, this is what is I wanted all, to say, yes. 
it's all wrong. And it's most evident when uh, Robert De Niro goes to the, the convenience store clerk and tries to beat him up. And I'm yep. like, Ugh, it's not good. I right. Was like, that was that was really bad. Yeah. Uh, they they did not make any effort to use a body double. Yeah. And that would have helped, I think, because uh, although the face looks young, the body still moves like an 80 year old man. I know. Um, so that like was I said, unfortunate. At a certain point, it's fine. Like a, at a certain point, I was like, okay, he's older now. It makes a little bit more sense. But I, I just remember being like, eh, the movements of this guy at this age are just completely wrong. It's like it's it's just it's very distracting. I think, I think they might might have hired some like posture experts too. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't work at all. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I guess it could have been worse though. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I will say the that's the other thing. The movie for me at least got, got better and better as it went along. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, because because at first I was like, well, I've seen this story literally a thousand times before, and then once I started to fit into its groove and understand what it was saying about its genre and these characters, I was like, yeah, okay, you know what? It's 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 really really endearing. I really love what this movie's doing. So yeah, yeah. So first hour, I think, is the weakest. Uh, when Pacino shows up, it definitely. There's a little more energy to the movie, uh, yep. and it's much needed. Uh, and then the, that last hour is just uh, spectacular. Yep. And I, I think agree. like that might be the film of the year if you just have the last hour of this movie on a shelf. Oh man, the last hour is so interesting. It's it's really really good. So here here's the point I want to make though, right? Um, if you haven't seen Goodfellas, I'm not sure this movie means as much to you. If you don't know who Martin Scorsese is, I don't think this means as much to you. If you don't know who De Niro and Pacino and Pesci are, I don't think this means as much to you. Because the movie is not only commenting on its mobster characters, but it's also commenting on the careers of these people. Uh, Scorsese here, and I guess to a certain extent Steve Zalian, who wrote the script, are reflecting on a career uh, that, that may have been lost. Although, like, these two men have done incredible things in show business... The movie ends on this note of why and what's the point. And like if I'm Martin Scorsese, I'm not sure I think about the world in the same way, but I'm not Martin Scorsese. And that's what he's reflecting on. He's reflecting on the stuff that he didn't pay attention to, the relationships that perhaps suffered because of his work, Mm -hmm. Uh, the work that was not perfect, Uh, the work that he wished he did. Uh, it's hard to imagine a guy like that having regrets, but he certainly does have regrets. Oh, God, yeah. And I, I saw a particular reviewer, I forget who it was, say that Goodfellas could only be made by a man that age, and uh, The Irishman can only be made by a man that is the age Scorsese is now, right? Yep. Uh, it's absolutely true. You got to see Goodfellas before you see this. In fact, there mm-hmm. are many like explicit references to Goodfellas in the movie. I saw references to Raging Bull, too, of all things. Like, it happened every once in a while. Right. Like, like there's a lot of, like, Scorsese's career in this film, just in, just in general. So it's, it's, it's the fact that it is so, so heavily commenting on him and his career is, 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 is prevalent throughout. Like I said, I mean, I think, I think there's, there's, in a lot of ways, sometimes even more than just the mobster genre. Yes. So You obviously have the single take at the beginning of the movie, which is an homage to the Copacabana shot. Except there, uh, Henry Hill was with a beautiful woman, and they were on their way <laughs> to the Copacabana. Yep. Here, and it's here. in a nursing home. Yep. Very explicit. Pick, I you, picked that up immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the scene that you just mentioned with uh, De Niro beating up the grocer, which 
felt very similar to the scene where Henry beats up the neighbor of yep. Karen with the mm-hmm. when he pistol whips him, you know, with the head, of, you know. Yep. And in that scene, it's kind of interesting because Karen's like, "Oh, I, I got to be honest, I was turned on. <laughs> I found yep. that very attractive." And here we see it from the point of view of Anna Paquin, his daughter, who's yep. disgusted by it. Yep. Uh, there is, in fact, a shot of the Copacabana in this movie. Under different circumstances. Yeah, where, when they see Don Rickles live in concert. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, at yeah, the Copacabana okay. during oh, that Oh, that's scene. right. That's right. That's right. Right? So what you have scene. all these <laughs> explicit uh, homages to uh, the old movies, but told through a completely different lens. Goodfellas mm-hmm. is, of, is evocative and sexy and appealing. Mm-hmm. Henry Hill, his entire life, all he wanted to be was a gangster. Yep. And, you know, that movie... I don't think entirely makes the case for being a gangster, but it is the best argument from the audience's point of view. Like that lifestyle looks pretty damn fun. <laughs> uh, nothing about the Irishman is fun. No, nothing no. about what these guys do for a living is enjoyable. No, Pesci is uh, a hardened criminal. Life has taken its toll, and uh, it's just about moving on to the next day. These men are dead inside, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I just find that to be a very moving idea for a movie. Like that that's <laughs> what else do I want out of a Martin Scorsese movie other than that? And as sure. you said, it's kind of a miracle that this movie exists. I mean, you feel so sorry for these people though. I was worried that the movie was gonna try to like demonize them, but like I can't properly explain how, how sorry I felt for Joe Pesci's character and eventually even uh, Jimmy Hoffa too. Oh sure. Because I, mean, I, I, I really didn't like him at first. I was like, fuck this guy. Yeah, I don't you, think you're supposed to. No, but for for me, then you you start to get to a point where you just feel so sorry because he's so much his worst enemy, and there's no saving him. And you're like, ah, like maybe if they try a little harder, they'll get him. And turns out, no, we've done all we can for the man, and then have to let him go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, were you shocked by how many like big actors had like two lines in this movie? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Harvey Keitel. I mean they didn't need to get Harvey Keitel, but that was, was weird. A- yeah, I know. I I don't know. Why is Kaitel in this? It's a just it's a favor. He's like, yo, I hear you guys are getting together to do this thing. You gotta bring me, right? Yeah, poor Kaitel is like the lost collaborator. Yeah, unfortunately. He's, yeah, he's like the uh the ugly friend that they keep around. Because he, he started with Scorsese. He was Yeah, just first... as important, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. He was in his first movie, wasn't he? He was in his first movie, he was in his third movie, he was in Taxi Driver. It's been in a lot. Yeah. Last Temptation of Christ. And apparently he still works. I'm looking at his IMDb. Yeah. Nothing good. Oh, he was in Island of Dogs, I suppose. Isle of Dogs. Yeah, he does everything with uh, Wes Anderson now. Oh, God. Sorry, Nico. <laughs> yeah, that was just weird. Ray Romano had like a really small part. Yeah, Jabril was like like praising him, and I'm like, he's good. He's not like, I don't know, he didn't floor me or anything. I thought he was fine. I love Romano. Yeah, I love him too, but like he's, I don't walk away from this movie. I'm like, yo, Romano, fuck yeah. It's like, nah, not really. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Plemons? Yeah. I saw Can Jesse we give Plemons a little more to do? He's in everything. I see, for, for roles <laughs> just like this, though, it's kind of weird. Why? Like, what is that? I don't know. He's just that guy? Is that what he's going to be relegated to? He's one of those that guys in movies? I don't want that. I'm looking at his IMDb. I don't even remember his roles in some of these. Vice? Do you remember him in Vice? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, he played the guy who got his heart cut out at the end. Oh, right. You know what he was in at a very young age? The masterpiece Like Mike. Word. Written by, written by Jordan Moffat. <laughs> We've said that many times on this podcast, but it makes me very happy. The Post? <laughs> yeah, that's right, The Post. American Made? Oh, my God, he's like in two minutes of American Made. And this guy's a terrific actor, by the way. Has done great yeah. stuff on TV. Oh, my God. Oh, he's great in Game Night. Have you seen Game Night? Oh, my God. He is the best part of Game Night by a fucking mile. Oh, my God. I love him in that movie. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic in Game Night. I fucking love every scene that that guy's in. Like, once once I stop being uncomfortable by his character and just realize how fucking funny he actually is. Oh, my God. It's perfect. In uh, this, he's just like the awkward son that has nothing to do. Yeah, who like he had to pick up a fish. Yeah, has to you know doesn't even realize he's killing his dad. Kind of. Oh, sad. I love that Sebastian Maniscalco was in this movie too. That, that, that was, was that was fun. Commenting on Don Rickles, by the way. Yes, how weird. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I the, the Don Rickles thing actually touched me because I know that Scorsese and De Niro, De Niro. love Rickles. They they were like close friends. Very very close. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I was actually glad that they put that in there. Yeah, I love that happy. they squeezed him in. And Jim yeah. Norton did a good job, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, 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 everyone in this movie is good, essentially. But I guess we got to get to the the, I mean, like the elephants in the room. I mean, what did you think of, uh, um, Al Pacino and um, De Niro? Uh, I thought Pacino has done this about 15 times in the last 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, cool. It's cool. better by. I think it's better by the end because he gets quieter and he's a little more scared, and it makes a little more sense. It, it, by the time his character was exiting the film, uh, I start to, I started to appreciate his performance a lot more. Danny Collins remains his best performance of the decade. Uh, so nothing to worry about there. Okay. Uh, look, I, I, it's gonna be really annoying if. Pacino is nominated with Pesci and they split votes and someone else wins. It's going to be really annoying. Uh, I I have seen some buzz about a Pacino nomination and perhaps another win. And I just couldn't see that. I I, I don't see. I think like if that is who Jimmy Hoffa actually was, then I suppose it's a fine performance, but it's not that much of a stretch, right? When we're talking about supporting actor, I mean, Joe Pesci's performance in this movie is like the definition of supporting actor, where his right. performance supports the movie and sure. props it up a bit more. And without his performance, the movie would be worse. Yes. It. Yeah. A lot of people could have played the Hoffa role. Yes. I'm and not sure. Yeah, of course. And I'm not sure like the Pesci role. I mean, people could have attempted it, but the amount of like deadness and the amount of life in mm-hmm. Pesci, the amount of life he's lived that he brings to the screen there is just remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- the thing with De Niro, it's a really big part. I don't think I was like ready for how big the part was. Yeah, me too. Uh, the movie is is all him uh, in a lot of ways, and I think as he got older, it got better. Me too. I agree with that. Uh, the again, he's great in the last hour. I love when he's in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half a bit stiff. You know, and I just kept yeah. waiting for Pesci to come on screen. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I agree. No, I think he's good. I think he's good. He does his job. I mean, he's never like bad, but it's there's nothing like that captivating about him. Yeah, 
it's sort of like again not that much different from him in uh, in the intern <laughs> not that much different <laughs> that's about right <laughs> we will do an intern podcast one of these days don't worry yeah uh the acting here i i think um this is going to be a, a, a weird thing. It's this is going to sound like bullshit, but it's not bullshit. Um, the the mistakes are almost are, are almost the goods here, right? The movie almost works because it's not perfect. In a way, yeah. You know, uh, again, maybe this is just me defending a three and a half hour long bloated mob movie, which is possible. I've been known to defend those types of movies in the past, but there's something about like the jitteriness of these performances i noticed that too the the improvisatory quality like the way that there's a lot of ums and a lot of like vocal cues and a lot of ticks there's some broken sentences too which i picked up on yeah there's a lot of broken sentences there's something about it that works and i'm not sure if this movie stars leo and brad pitt i would feel the same way about it you know what i I mean i don't think they i don't think they would even understand to do that is the thing that's not really where they're... They've never had those tendencies. Right. Um, no. This movie, in a lot of ways, is about aging, uh, and it's about losing a step. Yep. And, you know, it's about getting worse at your job as you get older. And uh, although D- Scorsese directs the absolute shit out of this thing, uh, it's not like one of his more showy directorial jobs. Which uh, I appreciated, though. Yeah, certainly. I, d- I did appreciate it. But uh, there's a rough-around-the-edges quality to it. That I think only makes it more charming, not less. And In a way. That's, that is my strongest defense for the De Niro performance here, is it's not perfect. And the guy is, uh, what is he? Is he in his 80s yet? He's pretty close, yeah, right? Maybe you're, his you're, 70s? Well, you're, yeah. Oh, God. I think he's in his 80s at this point. Yeah, and a man saying, like that should not be able to compellingly play a 40-year-old. I think that's my point. He should not be on the street trying to kick someone's head in because it doesn't because that guy who was throwing out the door would kick that fucker's head in immediately. <laughs> like, if Robert De Niro came... I could kick the shit out of Robert De Niro right now. Well, now you could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem, though. <laughs> They're casting Robert De Niro in that role when literally anybody could beat the fucking shit out of him. Uh, and, like I said, that that's the most distracting scene. It's the only one that completely doesn't work for me, but... Uh, I mean, again, for the most part, he's just shooting people in the head. Right. So yeah, I, I don't think, though... Hmm... Would it have been saying, better if they cast a younger De Niro? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. The movie would have worked better? Because those scenes are the weaker parts of the movie. And he doesn't help. Like I said, he's not bad in it, but he doesn't do anything to <sighs> propel it forward anymore. He doesn't start to get good until he finally has, like, like I, again, he's always good, but he doesn't start to get, like, 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 notably good for me until he has the phone call with Jimmy. You know, and that's about it. So let's say it's Ryan Gosling with a with a nose prosthetic and yeah. you know playing the younger part and then once like the movie hits the hour and a half mark it switches to De Niro you think it would work better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not there with you. Yeah. I'm not there. I I think like there's some there's a charm to these people in the room together and this is again maybe just my movie nerdery showing. Are you saying the the like the the fact that they're just trying is sort of the charm of it? Not that they're charming. I just think there's like a natural chemistry. 
and there's a there's a life that these people are bringing to the part that I don't think Gosling would have brought. I think like Gosling would have played it too sexy. That doesn't necessarily need to be Gosling. Well, I don't know. I don't name know, it. But... No, but name any guy though. Name any guy trying to play a young De Niro. Well, that's the thing. I have no idea. I have no idea. Whoever that guy is, I don't think they they bring a. I don't think they bring that edge that the movie needed. This movie needed edge. How about Alden Ehrenreich? Oh God! Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Could you man. fucking no? But that exactly no. But yeah. precisely right because mm-hmm. Ehrenreich's going to be in here doing a De Niro impression, right? And giving you the De Niro that he watched in Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. But really, that's not what this part calls for. No, right? This Completely this part different. calls for a guy that's reflective and and aware of mm-hmm. his own mortality and reckoning mm-hmm. with that thought. You have Aaron Reich, you have Ansel Elgort, who, whoever the guy is, they're going to be playing it too sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who you would have gotten, honestly. Even for like the, yeah, it's it's hard to say, but the pro, but I, I don't know. I don't know. My point the is problem. I'm pro-de-aging. I think that's my only point. I'm pro-de-aging. Maybe in this instance, I still think though, worse comes, at, at the end of the day though, it, you still would have gotten a better performance out of those younger scenes though. I don't know. I don't know. I can't Maybe. honestly say because that's not the movie we got. Maybe this is the movie that we did get, though. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about that last hour. Mm. Once he kills Hoffa, actually, there's a lot of stuff in the movie. I I wanted to point out real fast. Uh, the movie is total bullshit, and it just yeah. took a quick Google search to learn that it was total bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but the movie does seem to imply that the mob killed Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> uh kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like none of this happened. Yeah. Yeah. So Frank Sheeran, I guess, was like a nobody gangster mm-hmm. who was like tangentially involved with the Buffalino family. And I guess he was in the room with Hoffa a couple times, but like was kind of a nobody. Uh, he's on his deathbed. He, he dies because that's the thing. Like no one knows what happened to Hoffa. Right. Uh, six months after he dies, his lawyer emerges out of the woodwork and is like, uh, yeah, Frank Sheeran confessed to killing Hoffa before he died. Mm. And here's the story he told me. And I guess the guy's like kind of a sleazebag. And yeah. th- the FBI agents that investigated the Hoffa thing went on the Today Show a few weeks ago and were like, yeah, this is total bullshit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> didn't happen that way at all. So yeah. Frank Sheeran didn't actually kill Jimmy Hoffa. But I did read somewhere that uh, Sheeran confessed uh, or, or, or that house was referenced as the house where Hoffa was killed, and so the FBI went to that house and found blood, and so there's evidence to say that somebody was killed there, but it's not Jimmy Hoffa's blood. Ah, interesting. So it's a whole thing. That's very weird. So maybe like Frank Sheeran killed another guy in that house, and it got conflated as Jimmy Hoffa. All right. Who the hell knows? That's not the point. Not the point. So, but a lot of people are complaining that the movie is inaccurate, and I guess. Uh, fine but like i don't know i enjoy jfk as well i love a good conspiracy (laughs) but you didn't enjoy bohemian rhapsody nico what's going on oh fuck that movie (laughs) fuck that movie up the dick (laughs) uh also pesci uh remember the scene where it's like uh drive to the dock you're gonna meet a fairy named fairy yeah 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 so that's david fairy Mm-hmm. Who Joe Pesci plays in JFK. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, God. The guy with the no eyebrows and the wig. Oh, now it's getting confusing. Right. These universes are too much. I can't do it. So Pesci (laughs) tells De Niro, go drive to the dock and bring these guns to David Ferry, who Pesci played in a previous movie about the JFK conspiracy. And the movie, I guess, implies that those guns were the guns used to kill JFK. Okay. So there you go. So just so you know. (laughs) So you watch JFK and then you watch this. So that is the history and it should be taken as fact. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The mob killed killed Kennedy and also killed Jimmy Hoffa uh, because Bobby Kennedy was uh, digging into their... uh, digging into into their criminal activities who the hell knows <laughs> i kind of bought it halfway through the movie i'm not gonna lie oh i like was they make, they make I... a pretty compelling case of like oh yeah bobby kennedy really did hate hoffa yeah sure and i like how no. pacino like after kennedy dies he's like oh <laughs> no Whatever. more legal yeah. problems for me Yep, he raises that flag like i said earlier <laughs> like what a shit bag <laughs> like that's just comical yeah. Oh, I guess Bobby Kennedy is not going to be AG anymore. It's so much Jesus Christ. What a fucker. <laughs> what a fucker. Yeah. I do love the conspiracy stuff. I love that JFK conspiracies are back in our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. A Absolutely, lot of, I, I actually, actually know a lot of people who, who are, who are totally into that. Yes. I don't know. I might buy it a little bit. Why not? Not that crazy. There you go. Maybe. Uh, let's talk about that last hour. Hit me. Uh, the last hour is 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, it's 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 oh my god. There's not much wrong with that half hour, if I'm being totally honest with you. I mean, I just love how methodical that whole thing is, but I also just love how how like it really presents you with the case of like what these men actually were, and you know what their what their careers and lives were, were like, and what it did to them and to their families. And it's again, it's one of those instances where it makes you reflect on the actors themselves and the the, the genre itself. And it's like, oh God, yeah. And you you wonder if it if it if if it was right for us to to enjoy it as much as we did. You know, kind of has that like uh, um, uh, un unforgiven kind of a vibe. You know? Certainly, Sim- similar. Yeah, Sim- similar similar in essence is kind of what this movie's going for anyway. And I I think De Niro on the phone is just like, oh, oh, the phone call is great. It is phenomenal. It's perfect. Well, I love that moment, too, when he's talking to the priest. He doesn't even regret killing Hoffa. He regrets the phone call he made to the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like, he's like, what kind of man would do that? Hoffa, that's business. It's the cost of doing business. He knew what he was getting himself into. He was warned several times, nothing we can do for the man. But then to make that cowardly phone call afterwards to the Mm -hmm. wife and never confess to it, like, yeah, that's brutal stuff. That's shitty. Yeah, yeah. Love those little details. It's but it's interesting that that's the thing that they focus on rather than him saying, "Yeah, I feel sorry for killing this man." It's like, no, not that. It's actually this thing that bothered me the most. And it's like, what? It says so much about him. Yes. Mm. Like, like the movie, like even even to down to the last minute, is just telling you more and more about these characters. And I just loved it. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I couldn't get enough of it. And I think uh, uh, Pesci in the like I said in the final moments is. It's just like, I, it, it felt like I wasn't going to see him ever again. Right. Well, we probably won't. We'll see yeah. him at the Academy Awards and then we're done with him, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully receiving a trophy. Have you ever seen the original Pesci Oscar speech? No. What does he do? He goes up. He says, 
It's my privilege. Thank you. And he walks away. That's it. Five word speech. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> oh man. I love those guys. Like the Woody Allens of the Five film words. industry. They just don't give a shit. Five words. <laughs> what? Yeah. I bet she doesn't even show up for the Oscars this year. Joel, uh, not Joel. Uh, Ethan Cohen has it better though. He just gets up there and he's like, thank you. And leaves, right? <laughs> That's it. That's all he says. Joel says a little bit more, but Ethan's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yep. No, that's great stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just love the the detail that Pesci drives him to the airport and is waiting in the car that entire time. I love that. And I just oh imagine God. that he doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Doesn't even get out to stretch his legs. He's just been sitting mm-hmm. in the car that entire time. This entire thing is just us praising Joe Pesci and nothing else. <laughs> it is, though. He's the best part of the movie. Yes. No, I'm actually shocked how, like, his performance defines this movie for me. No, me too. Yeah. In the same way that it defines Goodfellas. He did the, he's doing the exact same thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, it makes the movie for me entirely. Like, I, 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 I can't not love this movie pretty much because he's in it. Right. Because he's doing what he's doing in the movie. It's incredible. Yeah, that detail of him just sitting there and the patience of that character because, like, I got nowhere to be, man. <laughs> you know, in Goodfellas, all these guys are in a hurry. You got Henry running around. There's a helicopter flying uh, overhead, and he's got he's to put the sauce in the oven, and then he's got to get the kids, you know, <laughs> can pick up the kids. And, like, it's a frenetic movie, and it's, again, a young person's movie. Only a guy of a certain age can make that. Uh, this movie is complete opposite. Like yep. everyone's taking their time. All conversations are a bit slower. Yep. We sit down, we enjoy our meal. We're going to opti- have a conversation over a meal. Exactly. Optimizing that stuff though. Like if you're going to be slower and think about it more and have patience then do it as optimally as you can to tell yep. your story. And I, I, I don't know. I think they did a very good job. Like I said, not much of a plot in this movie, similar to many Scorsese films, but yes. you know, again, just excellent storytelling, excellent characters and just, sparse throughout the story exactly the way they need it to be and again just says all the right things that just i don't know it's really touching it's oddly touching yeah and like and yeah so what else you got <laughs> i really like stephen graham as the uh as uh tony pro tony pro tony pro yeah, a yeah. lot of fun uh-huh love the scene of you're late mm-hmm. you're wearing mm-hmm. shorts how do you dress <laughs> who dresses like that to a meeting he is also yeah. I actually don't want to sell him short. He's quite good in the film. That's that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just classic Goodfellas shit, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it that's just that's Billy that. Bats all over again. No, just just wonderful like actors who who are playing those characters, just just bouncing off of each other, just perfectly. Right. I really I I love seeing when you put guys like that in a room and just filming it. Like that's all they needed to do. They didn't even need to th- think of a shot list. It's just like get them, get them in the room, <laughs> just fil- and just film them. Exactly Go. right. <laughs> Go. <laughs> ton of yep. fun. Uh, ton of yep. fun. You'd be fifteen minutes late. How about ten minutes? How about twelve and a half minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so funny too. So good. Uh, love the the line. Uh, Tony said it. Which Tony? There's like eight Tonys. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Italians. <laughs> Everyone's named Tony. Yep. I know like 10 Tonys personally. Half know, my family's named Tony. I think every Tony I know is Italian, so there you go. Yes. I know like 10 Tonys, five Marie's, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of Peter and Paulies too, as Goodfellas is fond of saying. You need you need the Polly. You need yeah. the Polly. Yeah. Pete. It's my cousin Pete, my cousin Paul. Here's Paulie. <laughs> Here's Peter. 
<laughs> I, I just like appreciate it from 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 the distance because I guess I'm more like Frank Sheeran because I'm the Irishman of the bunch. A bunch of you, you, Nick, and Zach. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of. Why do they insist on Robert De Niro playing an Irish guy in every movie? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Isn't Jimmy boom. Conway Irish in Goodfellas? Yeah, he is. Which I, I noticed that too, but that made me think that uh, Scorsese was just calling back to Goodfellas again. Because he could never be a made man. He was Irish. No, no. Only three men in the world have one of these rings. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Only one of them is Irish. I love. I just don't know why the guy with the most Italian name and Italian mannerisms is an Irish guy in every Scorsese movie, but I'll forgive it. <laughs> He's played enough Italians in his, in his time. He's fine. He's fine. They, what if they got Bill Murray? Would that have made you happy? No, that wouldn't have made me happy. <laughs> that would not have made me happy. Yeah, that would have been weird. I need a, the guy with the last name Flanagan. That's what I need. Flanagan. Oh, God. Are, are there any actors named Flanagan? I don't think so. Oh, Omara, maybe. Give me, give, me a, uh, give me an Irish dude. The Irishman starring Mike Flanagan, the director. What a film that would have been. Um, love that last shot. Mm-hmm, me Leave too. the door open. I like it that way. Mm-hmm. This is the type of movie where I just knew right off the bat it's going to take me 10 years. But in 10 years, I'm going to fall in love with it. Yeah. Well, I think because, yeah, that was the only thing. Maybe this is where we disagree is that I saw it and I really loved it, but I sort of stepped away from it. I haven't really thought about it that much since I've seen it. Really? Yeah, it hasn't really, like, like stayed with me that way anyway. Like I, 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 as it is right now, it's just a movie I've seen that I've had a wonderful time with and that I, I, I loved most things about. I mean, Pesci has stuck with me more than anything, but yes. the film as a whole, not nearly as much, hmm. not nearly as much, not as much as Silence did. Like Silence, I saw that and I could not get it out of my head for years after you I You think saw Silence it. is better than this? Yep. Okay. Yep, I do. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I think those are probably his two best movies of the decade. Yeah, I, I don't. I think they're both better than Wolf of Wall Street. I think they're both better than Gangs of New York. Actually, I think I've hit that point. Oh, really? You think so? Maybe. Yeah. Huh, of I this have, decade, I have to think about it more. Yeah, just two thousand ten de- on. Hugo, I, Hugo is really fantastic. Okay. I, I I still love Hugo. I I don't know what you'd think of that movie, but I think it's I I, I just think it's wonderful. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Maybe Hugo. Yeah, this is the type of movie I actually I've I have thought about it a lot more over the okay. last couple of years. Or, oh, last couple of days, I'm sorry. Uh and <laughs> hasn't been that long. I, yeah, there are scenes that I've actually revisited. Like I, I I wanted to catch the ending again and I wanted to watch that uh that your ten minutes late scene again. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's nice that it's on Netflix for all of us to enjoy. You know, as much as we want to be cynical about this, and I know like it's our obligation as stewards of cinema to yeah. like defend the theater going experience, but it was pretty fucking sweet having this movie in your living room. Let's yeah, not well, lie yeah. to ourselves, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It was it pretty, pretty fucking cool. sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and we're all watching together at home. I, I, I get it. I love going to the theater as much as the next guy, but not having to pay, not having to leave yeah. the house. I, I, I know, I know, I know. I, it, I, I still would have loved to have seen this in theaters, and I think the length is the thing that permits it to being in theaters. Because again, how many people are gonna sit down and watch this front to back without getting up and stopping and you know coming back to it tomorrow? Right. Most people, most people are gonna be doing that, and I don't think that's the way you should be enjoying this film. Yeah, probably. 
but I really like this movie, and I think we'll be talking about it more as the year goes on. What do you think about the Oscar race? Let's end on that. Where do you think we are right now with the Oscar race? Like who's going to win? Yeah. Um, because I think now this should be treated as the front runner. I think. For best picture? Yeah, I do. That's just my if, gut. I could be wrong, but it's, that's where it feels like. I mean, could it could win best picture. Yeah, it could. I don't. I don't know if he's uh, Scorsese is going to win best director. I still think Tarantino might actually get it. Yeah. Um. Um. Whew, best actor. Uh. I still think it should be Leo. I still think it should be. Leo. I don't think he's going to get it. I think Pitt has stolen his thunder in that movie. What wait, Leo? Yeah, I think Pitt has. I think uh, is best actor or best supporting no supporting. Actor? I think. Point being, all the attention has gone to Brad Pitt, and I think Leo's being forgotten. Uh, which is so weird. I, like, he's not even half as good, in my opinion. Feels like it's either Joaquin, or may, there There seems to be some buzz for Adam Driver in Marriage Story. I haven't seen it yet, but that seems to be where it's going. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix is going to get it. Okay. I, I'm a, if, that, if that's the case, I might say Adam Driver. I would love to see that. That'd be wonderful. De Niro just doesn't feel like it. Again, I, I don't know. No. I, I don't think you can be the third best performance in a movie and win best actor. No, it would be the strangest win in my opinion. Yeah. I think I think Joe Pesci is by far the best thing in that movie. By yeah. far the best performance. And I will be actually close. very upset if he doesn't win. Me too. Yeah. Me too. He won't show up, but you know. <laughs> I hope I hope the Academy realizes that when they're voting. It's like we can still vote for him. We we all understand he's never gonna fucking show up to the ceremony, but that's not the point. Right. Look, a lot can happen between now and then, but uh yeah, feels like, let's put it this way, Irishman and Scorsese feel like the front runners. I don't know if they're going to win. I don't know what Tarantino's going to have to say about it. Who knows what Marriage Story's going to be? Who knows what 1917's going to be? I was going to say, maybe Sam Mendes gets a nomination. Right, that's one that was sort of thrown in there out of nowhere. Uh, yep. It just, it's hard to believe that uh, a movie that feels like a coronation for a lot of Academy favorites wouldn't yeah. win it. Especially since it's so good and people yeah, seem to be responding well to it. Yeah. It's finally the year when Netflix gets it. They get their golden trophy. That's the only finally. thing that could keep it finally. from winning, yeah. I think, right? Is uh, the Netflix yeah. factor. That's the that, and that's the thing though. It's not it's not a safe bet. It's not a safe bet at all. We'll see. Yeah. Scorsese, bro. Scorsese. He's Turns still out the guy can like still direct a movie. Oh yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Good on you, old man Marty. Anything else for me? Uh, I think I'm okay. I'm satisfied. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's The Irishman, uh, directed by the greatest living filmmaker of all time. How special. The greatest yeah. living filmmaker, I guess, now. Not all time, but... Uh, living, yes. Absolutely. Certainly. <laughs> Doing another mob movie. How special. Yeah. And it's a mob movie, and it's it's kind of refreshing. How fucking special, dude feels good yeah all you fuckers with the you're complaining about the runtime shut up <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things yep you know what i mean well what a miracle pesci's great in this movie <laughs> you're complaining is, about the runtime that's the movie for you oh y'all are so selfish enjoy I this know. i know people will hate on everything dude they'll find a way it's okay that's what happens ryan johnson knows that Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> uh, next week, we'll be back 
Talking yep. bomb back. Yeah. Right? Okay. So we're doing the bomb back pod. Yes. All right. That's oh, oh, I, I need to do this then, don't I? I don't think yeah. we've announced this yet. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I am in no position to nominate anything, so okay. I, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. So, uh, Noah Bombach, Marriage Story comes out next week. Actually, we should just rope it all in. You want to? Do you want to do Marriage Story too? Sure. Yeah, let's rope it all in. All right. I'm down. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Next week, Noah Bombach. We're talking about his filmography. Mm-hmm. Including Marriage Story coming to Netflix this Thursday. Actually, today, as you're listening, right? Or maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, here are the five movies that are going to be nominated for induction. By the way, we're dropping it to five because these yes. podcasts are too fucking long. Yep. Here we go. Ready? Kicking and Screaming. The Squid okay. and the Whale. Francis Ha. The Meyerowitz Stories. And De Palma. Yay, I've seen one. There you go. <laughs> All right. One of those cool. five movies getting into the Movie Hall of Fame. Cool. And All we'll right. talk Marriage Story as well. So that'll be right. six. So there you go. Cool. We got it. We'll be good. It'll be great. You have a fun week prepared. You're going to have uh, a blast. Yeah, no, I know. Well, we'll see. These are these are the you movies. <laughs> yes. Entirely you movies. It's and I not- owe you an Adam podcast, by the way. You're you're not gonna have a good time. See, here's, <laughs> this is the problem: is that I will in, enjoy this for the most part. Whereas, like when I give you the Adam Pod, you're just gonna be hating yourself and me. It's not gonna be good. Yeah, no, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 come together in the end. I think. Okay. Well, once you make me watch ten Godzilla movies, <laughs> <laughs> there's some good Godzilla movies out there. <laughs> All right, that's a podcast. Uh, yep. Check us out on the site, tmt.media, too many thoughts mm-hmm. Why is this a thing? We talked the night before Christmas, K N I G H T. And we also pitched our idea for a Hallmark movie, Walking Around the Christmas Tree. <laughs> check yep. that out on the site, tmt.media, too many thoughts mm-hmm. A lot of fun stuff coming over the next yes. month. Yes, yes. Can't wait for it's it. A, it's the month of December, it's the best. All right. Love you. Till next time. Happy movie hopping.